Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Pleasure Priority Podcast with me, Amber Taylor. This is the podcast all about how you can have the audacity to put yourself and your pleasure first, which ultimately shapes a life perfect for you. We discuss friends and family, career and money, oppression, healing, and mental health, current events, and historical ones too. Basically, all things life and pleasure and how you can create more of it authentically. I'm your host, Amber Taylor, and it's my pleasure to talk to you every week. Let's tune in. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome back to the Pleasure Priority Podcast. I'm excited to talk to y'all today. All right, so I delayed putting this episode out because it's the end of an era, but more on that later. So as y'all know, I was recently on vacation and I loved it. It was so well needed. And even though a hurricane rolled through, Hurricane Hillary, and that it was rare enough that it was the first time that a hurricane actually hit, made landfall on the location that I was in for the first time in 85 years. So definitely a once in a lifetime thing. But even though all that happened, I still had the absolute best time. And this isn't one of those life coach anecdotes of how I made a bad situation good, but it's like, I truly just never saw the situation as bad. Sure, it definitely sucked when I saw them rope off the beaches and put the caution tape up and pack up all the external furniture. And like, they even came in our rooms when they cleaned them and took out our outdoor furniture so we couldn't even sit on the porch anymore. Like they were cleaning up shop. And they canceled some of the events, like the shows and the parties and the games and basically everything outside. And all that was happening for two days. But my goal of this vacation, what I walked in there with the intention to have was to be taken care of, to relax and be taken care of. And I was. The hurricane did not stop that show. I did not have to worry about a natural disaster because that's how well I was taken care of and protected. I had all the literal food and alcohol I could eat and drink, also regular drinks. <laughs> and I was living it up in places that I didn't have to clean or manage. Like as soon as the weather cleared, I was outside in all the ways that I wanted to be. But the hurricane did not stop me. It did not stop my shine. It did not stop like how I felt about the experience. It didn't make my, me want my money back. And I'm saying all this because other people I was there with had this reaction. But for me, I got what I needed. I got what I came for primarily because I came in knowing I would get exactly what I want out of it. So there was literally no other options. But this work has truly changed my outlook on the world. Prioritizing my own pleasure actually has me seeking it out at every turn. I look for more pleasure. I look for more ways to make things work for me, even when it really seems like they're not going to. And again, it's not just like 
you know, putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. It's really just making the best of everything because that's what I'm naturally geared towards now. I'm oriented towards thoughts, patterns, and behaviors that make mine and the people's around me experiences and situations better, that actually make us feel better. And this vacation allowed me to see that on a different scale. Of course, I got to meet a ton of new people and make some vacation friends and kiki with staff and all of that. But essentially, I just got exposed to a lot of people with a lot of different circumstances, different lifestyles and different situations than my own or that I'm normally exposed to or hear about on a regular basis. And y'all, sometimes I forget how dope I really am (laughs) and how drastically I've been able to change my life until I'm reminded by talking to a bunch of new people. So I'd be talking with these new people and in these conversations, these folks would hear how I've handled something before or what I think about it now. And I was constantly being told how I was impressive or inspiring simply for how I do life. And the common theme from what people were inspired by was essentially that I wasn't just out here people-pleasing in the world. And honestly, yes, I do still people-please, but it's just significantly less than I used to and significantly less than most people. And I think that's because I'm not sacrificing my own happiness, my own peace, my own desires, my own comfort, or anything for the sake of somebody else's hypothetical thoughts and feelings, or because that's what's expected of me, either actual expectations or perceived expectations. I'm not fearing a particular outcome if I don't do something, and I'm not manipulating myself or the people around me to avoid the outcome I fear. I've made peace with my emotions and have learned how to hear them and honor the messages that they give me. I no longer feel out of control or at the whim of my emotions. I'm more powerful, disciplined, and flexible than I ever was trying to predict and control certain outcomes and responses. And of course, like I'm still human, still got the good days and the bad days, the pros and cons. Life will never not be 50-50 after all. But I can find myself easily forgetting what life used to be like for me before I engaged this work, when I would engage in people-pleasing as a form of self-protection and safety and really thinking that's just how I had to do life. But each of the stories I'm about to share with contain aspects of what I used to experience myself that I just no longer deal with. So for starters, I talked to a woman that was telling me about her job back at home and how it was a good job, how she worked really hard in it, how she moved herself up the ranks. It's essentially her own company now, but she has so much anxiety waking up in the morning, just even trying to get out of the bed because she's felt trapped in this job for years. And on top of that, she was shaming herself because she was saying, oh, life's great. I don't want for nothing. 
I'm in such a better position than so many other people. I should be happy. And y'all know how I feel about a damn should. But yeah, shooting yourself is shaming yourself. But yeah, she was shaming herself. And she kept saying that there was no reason not to be happy. So instead of listening to herself about how she was actually feeling, she gaslit herself to maintain the validity in the perception of her life instead of the actual experience of it. And then there was a woman who was with her boyfriend and following him around and watching him do everything he wanted as she stood watching. Like it was definitely giving trophy wife energy and no shame, no shade, but just that's what was going on. But me and my friend were watching the ping pong game and she was watching it with us while he was playing. And when the, the ball had rolled by me and he asked me to get it and I said, no. And righteously, it would have been no sweat on my back to get this ball. It was true. I was the closest. Also true would not have been a problem. But was most true for me was I simply didn't want to. I had a drink in my hand. I didn't got this ball about three, four times. I'm over it. I don't want to chase a ball no more. So I said, no. And like nothing happened. He just got the ball himself, went back and kept playing. But I looked at the girl and her jaw was on the floor. It was literally straight out of a cartoon. Like she could not grasp that I just told this man no, when it would have been super easy for me to say yes. And not only did I tell him no, but everything was fine when I did tell him no. <laughs> and then there was also a woman who said yes way too much, said yes to literally everything, even if she didn't actually want that thing. Like even if it was a no for her, even if it was a hell no for her, she was still saying yes. And that's because she feared other people, primarily men, but she feared them being disappointed by her saying no. So instead of disappointing those other people, she just consistently disappointed herself. And honestly, I can do a whole episode on this dynamic, but I won't. Um, <laughs> the thing that all these women had in common was that they couldn't see another possible way to respond to the situations that they found themselves in. They felt stuck. And then they resigned to the belief that this is just the way it is. They stopped thinking about what they really wanted in lieu of what they thought they had to be. And my clients aren't just able to recognize this pattern in themselves, but they're able to stop it in its tracks. They make the best out of what they have because they've honed the skill of always making sure their needs are met and not settling for crumbs. When things don't go according to plan, it doesn't throw them completely off because they've built in the capacity to withstand bumps in the road and roll with the punches. And this doesn't mean that they're just more resilient. This does mean that they have the audacity to give themselves more than enough runway to be supported and thrive. Again, not settling for crumbs not settling for just enough but actually giving themselves more than what they need to survive but allow themselves to thrive 
And that's because prioritizing your own pleasure prevents people pleasing, among other things, but it makes the need to people please irrelevant. Because remember y'all, people pleasing is done from a place of fear and not love. You're not doing it out of the goodness of your heart. You're doing it because you think if you don't, then something bad will happen, which makes people pleasing a trauma response, not an altruistic virtue. Working with me actually heals that underlying need so you can be kind for kindness's sake instead of manipulations. And for the people who are no longer in the situations where they needed this trauma response to survive, it's time to let it go. It's time to acquaint yourself to your new normal. It's time to get back to being the main character of your own story. It's time to dream again. It's time to create realities instead of settling for them. It's time to put your own pleasure first. I know you can do it. Now, with all that being said, I'm switching some things up. At the top of this podcast, I said it was the end of an era. And it is <laughs> because this is my last weekly podcast episode. I'm changing my cadence to one that lights me and my creativity up even more. We're going to be switching up to seasonal content so I can follow the dopamine and go deep on a single topic, give y'all everything I got, curate the best guests to add to the conversation, and then be done and move on. I'm so excited for this, y'all. It really does track better with my brain, my my energy styles. I'm a manifesting generator if you're into human design and it just works. And honestly, switching to this cadence has been on my mind for a while, but I was stuck believing that I needed to deliver weekly content or else. And I'm not even really sure what that or else was, but it was definitely giving people pleaser energy. Like I was doing it from a place of fear, not because I really wanted to, but I was scared what would happen if I didn't. So seeing that, spotting it out in myself and then asking myself, what do I really want if fear wasn't coloring my options? The immediate answer I got back was go for this, all gas, no breaks. So I will. So my friends, things are changing, but you still have over 90 unique episodes and interviews to continue to get the goodness of how to prioritize pleasure in your life across all aspects of life until the next iteration of the podcast drops. And don't worry, it's going to be right here on this same channel. Stay following me. It's going to be a slightly different vibe. Definitely exciting, but it's all happening in the same place. You can stay tuned on my email list so you can stay up to date with everything I have going on and exactly when the new season of the podcast is going to drop. And you can click the link in my show notes to subscribe. And of course, if you'd like to take this relationship to the next level, it'd be my pleasure to explore what that would look like with you. My books are open for one-on-one -on -one clients. So if you're a recovering people pleaser, ready to regain control of your own joy and happiness so you can actually enjoy and experience the life you've created, 
then click the link in the show notes to book a sales call. All right, friends, until next time, stay pleased. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Pleasure Priority Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If it's your pleasure, check me out on Instagram at Amber Taylor Coaching and my website, www.ambertaylorcoaching.com for more on increasing your pleasure across all aspects of life. As always, make sure to follow the show and check back each week for a new episode. I'd also love it if you'd leave an honest rating and review. And if you'd share the show with anyone else you think would benefit. Much love. Talk soon, friends.